Mike and I got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the uh, these last two series, the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. Something I was not expecting at all. New York trounced Tampa Bay the other night, 6-2. to two. Matt, did you see that one coming? I, I didn't see that coming. I thought it would be a little tighter of a game with two Vesna-like goaltenders. I thought it would be like a 2-1, 1-0 type of game, but uh looks like... New York uh, rode the momentum into game one and Tampa kind of maybe a little too much rest, but uh, you know what? Game twos, Vasilevsky after a loss, he's undefeated as he's like a million and zero. So I'm calling Tampa win next game. Yeah. I mean, I, I was expecting a four to two Tampa win on this one, uh, but wow. I, what I mean by four to two win is like, it's three to two with two minutes left, and they score an empty net goal. I thought it was going to be a sure. pretty a pretty yeah. close game, but no, that wasn't the case. Um, I'm really surprised by that. You know, maybe that is the win that gives Tampa. I mean, not Tampa, New York, some life. We're like, hey, you know what? Maybe we can do this. Yeah, take them a little more serious. Uh, I, you know what, Igor uh, Shosturkin looked good. I don't agree with what the fans were saying. Igor is better. Oh, it's kind of like poking at the bear. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 you're messing with a guy who's got a pretty good record after a loss and he's got two Stanley cups in two years, uh, Vesna finalist. I'm sure he won a Vesna. I'm, I think he did actually last yeah. year. So yeah, be careful what you wish for, because now it's going to be a tough game too, but, uh, good for the Rangers, man. They, they showed up ready to go. He only, uh, you know, he's only backstopped the team that's won the last, I think their last 18 18 yeah. series so uh and and he has 10, shutouts in elimination games i wow. think he's on a streak with that even so he he's a dangerous player man that's incredible yeah so uh so avs and edmonton was a complete shootout the other night you predicted that one that one was an eight to six win from colorado uh man uh talk about no no defense all offense in that game um Matt, do you think that Edmonton has what it takes to, you know, to put this this Colorado team away? So, they game one, man, I was kind of impressed with um, Edmonton because they were kind of fighting and they were getting close. Mike Smith was bad. I mean, yeah. he's the last couple, I think the last two game ones in both series, he's been yanked. And quite honestly, I know tonight is another another game, but I'm surprised he didn't get yanked today. But Edmonton was fighting uh, in game one, but Colorado is just too much. Yeah. I know, uh, what's his name? Darcy Kemper is out. I mean, he left the game early, game one. And I think that could be a problem for um, uh, Colorado. But uh, I think their their scoring is just so good, it doesn't really matter who's in that. Right. Yeah, I it just seems like this Colorado team is just built more complete than this Edmonton team. Colorado won tonight four to nothing against Edmonton. That takes that series two to nothing. Tomorrow is the uh, game two for Tampa Bay and New York. Uh, I'm I'm telling you, man, I thought that, um, you know, Edmonton, Edmonton has been this, this team that has been willed by, by Connor McDavid. But I think that, that's going to be the chink in their armor, to be honest with you. I don't think that he alone is going to be enough to take over this, to take over this, um, you know, this Colorado team. Yeah, he, he was a non-factor tonight, game two, uh, talking about. And um, Evander Kane at the end of the game, he was, you know, 
playing pretty dirty, throwing elbows, cheap shots, and even Darnell Nurse threw in a couple cheap shots. So, you know, the the Avs were getting to him. They couldn't score any on uh, the backup. I believe his name is Francois or something, but yeah, that's the thing. You don't even know who the backup goalie is because yeah. he barely got in. He got a shutout, and he didn't even really get any action. Right. But uh, that second period, man, I think they got three goals in a matter of two minutes. I, I actually got home just in time for that. Uh, Mike Smith gave up a bad second one, and then the next one uh, was just a good two-on-one uh, abs play. And and then the last goal, the 4 nothing lead, actually being the, I'm not the game winner, but the last goal scored was McKinnon. That was just a one-timer blast with no space. Just the guy is hungry, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think he wants to prove something to people like, hey, I'm up there with McDavid too. So yeah. after tonight, man, his shot was elite, and he's showing it. Well, I would say a couple of years ago, he was, you know, maybe two years ago, he had been in the MVP, you know, conversation for a, a few years. And I think he had an injury last year. And he, I, I would say he hasn't been up to that level since then. Would you agree? Yeah. You, you think like McDavid and Dreisaitl were kind of running away with like being the number one and number two best guys. But yeah. After watching McKinnon this playoff, man, he he's really turned it up. Even this season, he looks good. And I know he missed the first 10 games. But yeah, he did. Definitely top five in the league, one of the best players in the league. And he's just playing better than these guys right now. And his team is too. So that's it's a team game, and uh, he's leading the way. Do you think that that Edmonton's defense could could maybe salvage you know make this a little bit more competitive because you know they're obviously a team that needs to play Connor's way and Connor's way is fast and loose but the problem is is that when you're playing fast and loose that opens you up on the defensive side of the puck which is definitely something you don't want to do when you've got a high-flying team like Colorado do you think that Edmonton maybe needs to scale back like on this run and gun type of thing with, because they're playing, you know, such a lethal team like, uh, like Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. I think they need to tighten up, play a little St. Louis blue style on these guys and, you know, try to get them to take penalties being let Connor and dry Kane do their thing. We know they could score on the power play like nothing. They got a great power play and Connor usually is going to be open if it's five on four and, I, yeah, like you said, even tonight, I think the defense, you know, they were pinching. They got caught a couple odd man rushes and Colorado made them pay. They were just outworking them and everything. And even Kale McCarr, man, Connor got some space. I believe it was the first period. He got like a good jump on McCarr. McCarr got back in time and just poke checked the puck away. And it was a very good defensive play. And I, you know what? I kind of. Not like really hard on the guy for his defense, but I didn't know like I I didn't know his defensive game was so good because I'm more of a uh, Victor Hedman fan. Yeah, me I too. think Victor is better right now, but I think McCarr can get there. Well, here's the thing: is that I think Vic, Victor Hedman could cover, um, you know, Connor McDavid, but McCarr has the ability where if he makes a mistake, he has the skating ability and the speed to recover on a lot of guys. And a lot of guys, they don't have that in their, um, they don't have that in their skill set to, to cover McDavid. Now, you know, somebody I do want to talk about is, um, gosh, man, I, I drew a blank on his name. Oh, uh, Carlson, Carlson. You know, he was a great d- defenseman for Ottawa. Oh, Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson. Yeah. Yeah. Great defenseman. 
great skater, but you know what? I don't think that he's as good of a skater as Makar is or has ever been as good as Makar. Makar is, you know, a an elite, you know, generational talent playing on the defensive, you know, playing on the defensive side of the puck that's got great skating ability. And you need that to defend against uh, Connor McDavid. And um, I just don't think that a lot of teams have that. And as you mentioned before, he's he could be the X factor here. And I, I actually saw a replay of that of that play. And yeah. I think that, that is that's an example of him showing how he can be the X factor in this series. And that effectively shuts down Connor McDavid. If you shut down Connor McDavid, this team is done. Dreisidel doesn't have it to take this team on his back and and win a playoff series. I don't think that the, he, he has that. I think he's yeah. kind of like the uh like a Scottie Pippen, you know. He's great, an all-world talent, you know, Hall of Famer type of guy, but he's not Michael Jordan. And yeah, uh, obviously McDavid. Connor McDavid is the Michael Jordan in, in this situation. Yeah, if if Mc, Mc, or not McDavid, if Or McCarr I should use is... a hockey reference. You know, we'll say <laughs> we'll say uh, Connor McDavid is the Wayne Gretzky of this situation and we'll call um We'll call Dreisaitl the the Yari Curry. How about that? I'll even keep it with Edmonton. Yeah, that that works. Yeah, but like you said, if Makar is making plays like this, and I think he's the only guy that could skate with McDavid as a defenseman, I think he's just that damn good. Right. He's got the speed. He's got the cuts. He's he's if you think about it, he is the McDavid defenseman right now. Right. Right. If he's up to the task of you know, taking care of his own end first, he's going to create more chances the other way and let his trust his team to do, you know, what they're supposed to do in front of him. And you know what? They're up two games or nothing. It, it, this could be in, this could be a sweep easily the you way know, that they're playing. As, as a coach, Matt, wouldn't you, you know, say when this is all said and done, wouldn't you take Makar maybe off to the side and show him some tape and like, like, do you see how good you are when you play defense? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We we know what you have offensively, but when you you can become a complete defenseman like a Victor Hedman, yeah. If you if you a complete keep doing nightmare. this and and you dedicate your time to this and you you master the position, like that's I think that's the problem with Eric Carlson. Right, he was just so one dimensional. Right, he didn't give a shit about playing defense, and that in the end that hurt him. Yeah, I it mean, did. Ottawa said, no, we're not going to pay you all this money. You crazy. And he ends up going to San Jose and he's been nothing since nothing yeah. except a $13 million cap hit killing the sharks right now, because I think they're, you know, they're kind of like in the middle. Like if they had some cap space, they, they could probably sign a good guy or bring a couple guys in and develop some kids. They're a decent team, right. but you really can't when you got all that money committed to a guy that isn't playing his position. Right. So, yeah, I definitely think Makar, if he can, you know, work at being a, he is a good defenseman defensively, yeah. but if he can get to that elite, like, like skill set, like Hedman. Defending role. He, yeah. He, dude, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Can you imagine? I mean, Kale Makar is the type of defenseman that if, if he can shut down somebody defensively, he can turn the ice and, you know, practically keep his team skating downhill the whole game. Yeah. Yep. You're more valuable when you can play both ways. Like Victor Hedman, you, you, like we've seen it with Tampa. Hey Vic, we need you to skate the puck up tonight. We need you to make some plays, pinch in and create some offense. 
no, Vic, we needed to shut down. Like, so let's say, hey, Chris Kreider, Panarin, we needed to shut them down next game. We, we don't, we'll, we'll score the goals. You prevent them. And he could do it. He's like, okay. It's like Duncan Keith back in the day. Yeah. 2010, Duncan Keith was one of the best defensive performances I've ever seen. Yeah. He, he, he got into the offense when he was supposed to, and he played defense when he was supposed to. That's what made him, I think he was a Norris Trophy winner that year, too. Yeah, he was. It, it's, it's hard to, you know, looking back, it's hard to, to, not mention Brent Seabrook with, um, you know, with with Duncan Keith. You For know, sure. it's not like you know when Chris Chelios won won his his Norris. Yeah, Gary Suter was was good, but he wasn't like Brent Seabrook good. You know. Yeah, I think Gary was more of a puck mover too. Yeah, you know? he was. And sometimes that works. He put two puck movers together and it creates a lot. But Duncan Keith needed Seabrook to get his back. You know. Yeah. One hundred percent. Each other, they had each other's back. Sometimes you, you know, you'd see Seabs make a stupid defensive play, or he pinches and dunks, could skate back 100 miles an hour and catch the guy. Right. Back in the day, and the same with dunks, he'd be a little stupid and pinch when he shouldn't. Yeah. And you know, you got, <laughs> you know, you got Seabs back there to take care of you. And he did. And I think Jarmelson was actually underrated at this too. Whatever guy you had with him, I, I think he had Campbell for a while when they won the first cup he did campbell was kind of a puck mover we brought him oh in yeah he was 100 hammer was all hey if i'm getting the puck i'm skating beyond the red line and i'm dumping that thing in that's my job you know what and dude he if, was good if it wasn't for brian campbell and you know and brent seabrook and and duncan keith you know a lot of the nhl t- you know, they probably didn't even know Nick Jarmelson was there, you know? That, and then, that's a good thing for the Hawks. It, they, exactly. They cheap. Exactly. Yeah. And the next thing yeah. you know, it's like, hold on a second. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to be playing against a Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook, but they're putting this guy hammer out here up and he's locking down this top line, you know, and yeah. teams weren't, didn't know that that was going to happen because they, because they were overlooking him. And uh, man, what a, yeah. <laughs> what a uh, man! What what a great 63, time! 63 block shots a game. And, and <laughs> the, the dude is like 150 pounds, and yeah, he, yeah, and whatever whatever defensive partner you put him with, he was good too. He made Johnny Oduya good. Yeah, he you did. Know, he, he, Campbell was good with them, and whoever. Oh, he put they with played him. really well together though. Johnny Oduya and yeah, uh, and chemistry. and Hammer, they were they were great. They had great chemistry together. Yeah. Two Swedes, I, I believe. They yeah, they were really good together, and it was entertaining. But I think with Makar jumping over to the Avalanche again, he's got that Devin Taves, and he's been a good complimentary player with Makar too because he's more, I'd say like off a the radar. Yeah, he's off the radar. He's very very good. Yeah, he's got he some is very impressive numbers. He is, and uh, it, it just works. And I'm not sure who Hedman's partner is. I it might be that Sergachev who's. You know, he's a very good defenseman, too. But when you got a good guy like that, you got to find him a good partner. And, you know, it makes him even better. Like Siebes and Keith, those two made each other better. Right. And, uh, you know, um, Dunks obviously got more of the accolades. But, you know, Siebes is a three-time cup champ. He, you know, he scored some big game-winning goals for a stay-at-home defenseman. I remember that Red Wing game at Game 7. He was huge. So, well, I don't know, man. What do you think about uh, this series? Do you think it's going to go sweep, or do you think Edmonton I, could squeak one in? I think that um, there's a possibility that Edmonton could squeak one in, but especially if if they have the ability to score six goals 
six goals, but I don't think that they can handle the onslaught that's going to come from Colorado because that onslaught is going to keep Connor McDavid off of the ice. And if he's not on the ice, they're not generating offense. And if they're not generating offense, that's pretty much just saying, we're just waiting for this other team to score. So yeah, I, I just not sold on Smith. He just looks really yeah. shaky. He had a good first period. You know, it, it was, it was zero zero, I believe. But then that second period, it was like a three minute, just meltdown yeah. from the, from the Oilers. And he just couldn't come up with that big save. Right. And quite honestly, he should have been pulled again tonight. But yeah. uh, they stuck with him, and uh, maybe that'll build his confidence up a little a, a bit. But this team is just too good. Like yeah. you said, there's just too much firepower. Kadri scoring goals. You got McKinnon burying goals. You, there's just so many good players on this team. Before I go any further and I hit my next point, I got to let everybody know that this podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. And I'll tell you what, man, these guys have great products and they're great guys to work with. They have this thing called the Weed Whacker. And essentially what it is, is it takes care of your, uh, you know, like your nose hairs and your your ears hairs, which would I know a lot of hockey savages out there have it and it needs to be taken care of. Do us a favor. Use our code SHYTOMAHAWK and get yourself one of these Weed Whackers to take care of that because uh, it's unsightly and you want to be one of those dudes walking around with a force coming out of your ears. And not to mention some of their other products that take care of the undercarriage carriage if you know what i mean be be a little considerate you know to your your lady friend you know your your wife or your 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 uh your significant other or what have you and uh make sure that you trim everything up down there and and, and get everything uh, taken care of they've even got ball deodorant which is something that i've never heard of before which i thought was absolutely hilarious but they have it and you know what it's actually pretty cool it works and one of their kits they have what comes with the shaver it comes with the you know, the ear weed whacker and it comes with a pair of boxers that are pretty awesome. I used them to uh, to run in a couple of days ago and and they actually worked out pretty well. So do us a favor. Check out Manscaped. They're awesome. Products are awesome. I They, they, they shipped it to me. I'm going to let you guys know. And I tried it out. It was something that I was actually looking to buy myself, but I didn't. They sent it to me. It's awesome. Um, I'm gonna keep on using it, and I'm gonna let you guys know how my uh, <laughs> how my manscape journey goes. Yeah, I hate to say it because I hate the Avalanche, but I think that the Avalanche could possibly sweep this uh, this Edmonton team. Now that they said that, watch it go seven games. Um, uh, no, nah, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> think so. I think you, you're pretty safe with that because uh, they're playing against the goalie who's just he's not feeling it right now. Right and. A lot of these teams, like I'm, I'm not harping on the Rangers or anything, but come on, the first round they played a third string goalie against the Penguins, and they took them seven. I know they came back; they were down three one. Then the next series, they, I believe, they played Ranta, and then they played a number. Well, they three played goalie. a team that typically chokes in the second round, just what it's that, coming down that, to. That is true, but I think Freddie Anderson would have made the series a little bit different. You know, maybe he could have got that extra win. That would put him over. And this but, takes us into the what ifs with Vegas. True. What if Vegas had their goalie, Laner, who was you know, who's supposed to be their guy, true. going down the stretch when they need him the most, and he's not there. He, Same hurt. thing with yep. Carolina. They needed Frederick Anderson. They needed him at the end the most. 
and yep. he wasn't there. And this is the difference between these teams that are going and having, uh, you know, uh, playoff success, and these other teams that are, that are not. Especially these, uh, you know, we got to call Vegas a fringe team now, because oh yeah, they're 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 windows closed. Yeah, I think There's it's no closed, way. and you're, you're better off tearing it down because it's n- it's not going to happen. You're another year older, and you pissed off your starting goalie. And you're you're pissed Who's, off everybody. Who has a serious injury, and yeah. and one of their star players has another serious injury. Yeah, his back's terrible. That's not what captain. you want to hear. And then Eichel played with a broken thumb for five or whatever it was, two months. Fuck, man. The, the guy sat out for a neck surgery, but he played with a broken thumb. Yeah, so that's I, that's just, crazy. It is. It's, I would have been like, weird. look, th- we need to we need to shut this guy down. We just got him. We yeah. just got him, and we're paying him $10 million a year. And he's out there playing with a broken thumb, which you need to play hockey. <laughs> you know, you could do. you imagine trying to How fire off shoot? a wrister without yeah. a thumb? How do you shoot? Whatever thumb it is, you can't get a good grip on either the top or the lower end of the stick. So yeah, I'm not sure about that. But, like, like I'm, I, we got a little bit off track, but I'm saying I'm now sorry, that, that was the me. Rangers— No, it's okay. The Rangers are facing a starting elite goalie, and, hey, they got to win. So, yeah, but I, I think it's going to be a little different. Same with the other series. Uh, the goalies aren't really sexy on this other side, the West. Right? They're not. They're not really special. They're just you know we make enough saves to get the win, and you guys put a lot of pucks in net. Right. But I think game two tomorrow night with uh, Tampa and New York is going to be a lot tighter. I'm going to call it three tighter. to one win Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, I, I think Tampa's going to win just because the numbers say Vasilevsky's a beast, but watch it the streak end tomorrow because we're talking about it. Sure hope not. I could see, I could see him getting a, a 3 nothing win. Yeah. All right, well, on to a little bit of NHL news. Um, Sutter wins the Jack Adams Award for the Flames. And I was Good not call. sure if you heard about that, man. That was your call. Yep. He, he 100% deserved it. This was a team that was... Um, you know, playing pretty much bottom of the barrel. And before you know it, they just dominated the whole league this year. They turned into a juggernaut until they got to the, uh, until they got to the playoffs. And then, um, but you know, you could thank the good, good coaching and he instilled a system there. And um, it, you got to tip your hat to Daryl Sutter. This isn't the first time that this guy has turned an organization around and, and turned them into a contending playoff hockey team. So, um, you know, he knows what he's doing. I think that a lot of people should take note. Young coaches should take note what he does and um, and do what you can to try to try to replicate that. Yep. He's an old dog and, you know, he's sticking to what he knows best. And, you know, we've seen what he what he's done with uh, the Kings, two cups and changed that whole franchise around, got him over the hump. And I think he's going to do it with the Flames maybe next year or the year after. I think they got a they still got a window depending on where, where their big free agents are going to go. But yeah, I think he's the right coach for the, uh, that, that team for sure. Yeah. It's too bad. You know, Sean Moynihan is, you know, I think yeah. he's getting to yeah. the end of the rope of his career, you know, which is unfortunate because he was, uh, he was a good player for them for a long time. They're finally having some success and, you know, it might be time for him to kind of pack it up, man. Yeah. It, it's kind of like Tave's situation. You know, you, you don't want him to go. He, he still thinks he could play, but you know what? You're one hit a, hitting the head away from being seriously, you know, injured. So yeah. you got to think about your health. You're, you, if you think about it, they're only in their 30s. 
and yeah. that's considered old in the NHL. Oh yeah, definitely. You got another sixty years, fifty years of life. You don't want to be, you know, miserable every day. You just you got to enjoy yourself. Yeah, Marty St. Louis too remains the Canadians' coach. What do you think of that? Uh, that that right there. Love it. I think uh, they brought him in to um, kind of get Cole Caulfield going, and he did, man. I think uh, Cole Caulfield since he came up. He went. He had 35 points in 37 games, and he ended up, you know, getting back in the rookie of the year conversation. And he was, you know, I think he scored zero goals in the first 20. But then when St. Louis took over, he really turned it up. And that's what you need out of your franchise player. And I think St. Louis is the right coach to push these guys. He's got a lot of enthusiasm and energy on the bench. He's very likable, very knowledgeable well-respected throughout the whole league when, you know, when he played, all the players loved him. And I think he's going to bring that same energy into his coaching role. Yeah. I, um, you know, Cole Caulfield, they showed a picture of him (laughs) taking a team picture in the AHL, dude, he did not look happy. And it makes you wonder, you know, it's like, if there's like some, some, some maturity, some maturation that needed to happen with this kid, you know, and then, you know, bring him back up. Yeah, I mean, that, that's got a sting, you know, when you're in the Stanley Cup final the year before tearing it up with uh, Suzuki and you guys, you know, you're competing for the cup against Tampa. The next year, you're kind of starting off slow and it's not going right and they send you down. It's a big kick to the gut. So I'm glad he got his opportunity to get, to get called back up. The team was just terrible this year. I, I didn't really agree with sending him down because of the team so bad, but it built yeah. his confidence maybe and it gave him a little bit extra motivation. But I think it, Marty St. Louis being behind the bench, being a small player like Caulfield is, I think that's it really helped this game. And I think next year he's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, hey, man, that's all that I got. Do you got anything else? Yeah, uh, I actually heard some a little bit of Hawk news today. I heard that they ended up firing a guy, or I'm sorry, he, he left over the town hall meeting that Rocky Wirtz had. Uh, I believe it was, uh, he, he used to work for Cap Friendly. Um, mm. I don't, I'm not getting his name, uh, I forget, but he, I guess he left because he was unhappy with how the Hawks handled that thing. And, uh they ended up, uh, yeah, he ended up leaving, and I, I guess a lot of Hawks fans on Twitter are okay with it, but I guess he's a cap wizard when it comes to, you know, fitting guys in the right, you know, getting them the right salaries and stuff. Man, these guys are a dime a dozen these days, though. Yeah, the analytics guys, yeah, but this guy, Cap Friendly was a good site. You it know, was. It, it, I, I, I don't think it's legit anymore because it's kind of, didn't the... um. NHL kind of stopped that to give privacy to the players or whatever. But I mean, we all see them when they sign their big deals, we know what they're making and stuff. So I think it's cool when you, you find out like, Hey, this guy signed for 10 years, a hundred million dollars. And his cat pits like, you know, 10 point, whatever a year. And it's cool when you work it into the salary cap and stuff, but yeah, maybe the, I think the guy was just embarrassed of how Rocky Wirtz handled that. And he didn't want to be a part of it. So the guy moved on. Yeah. You know, it's, I think that I get it. Sure. If you don't, if that's it, I, I, you know, I actually respect that because I think that there's a lot of um, people that will throw a temper tantrum and they expect the organization to kind of do what they want. 
instead of just saying, hey, this isn't for me, I'm going to take off, yeah. you know, type of a yeah. thing. And I, I actually respect that. Um, you know, I maybe if he had a conversation with somebody and maybe it didn't go the way that he liked it, uh, maybe maybe that is what happened. I don't know, but... Yeah. yeah well, his his name is Dominic Zerm. Yeah. Uh, he's the co-founder of Cap Friendly. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Was Didn't yeah. he leave so that he can take this job? I believe he did, and he just... Uh, he says, I enjoyed my time being here, and um, he just felt like after after that town hall meeting, it was time to go. So uh, he's gone. <laughs> he's back with the website and, and, and consulting yeah. for a few teams. Yeah. Just looking to cash in is what it is. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, some people, like yeah. you said earlier when we were talking, you just don't want to be affiliated with someone who, you know, who. It's who's, a great who's, site, man. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I liked it. I used to look at uh, Hockey Buzz, Theo Buzz, or Theo Fox's um, main page. Right. And I'd look at the salaries, but sometimes they were off, but it would give you an idea. Yeah. And it's like, wow, we got like 10 million to spend. And then when it comes to the summer, the Hawks have 7 million. I'm like, what am I missing here? And then yeah. there's like bonuses that have right. to be handed out and because buyout penalties. Because certain metrics, right? Yeah. I'm like, geez, you, you, almost, you almost need a guy to take care of this for you yeah you do like needs a guy to run the numbers like hey why the hell did you just give this guy this much now we can't do this with this guy he's like like, because of this and this and this and this and then five minutes later this and this and this and this and this and this like oh shit he scored an extra (laughs) he scored an extra three goals when we wanted him to get 10 he scored 13 now we have to pay him this next year and that's why we benched so-and-so and and sent him down the fucking rockford yeah that's why we that's why we're gonna buy out kubalik or something (laughs) yeah And then and then the GM's like, did somebody fucking catch that? <laughs> yeah, it's like the Dale Talon thing with the uh, the offer sheets. Remember with uh, oh not yeah, the, offer sheets, the restricted free agent things, which I think was total bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Versteeg and Bufflin and oh yeah, we didn't do it on time. We have to let him go. Right. Uh, something's fucking shady with that. I don't think so. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard job, man. You gotta, you know, you have to get the right people in, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, I just think a money ball, like bringing all those right. guys in, you know, like you need people to give yeah. you information, you know, it, it's getting to a point where this, like the GM job, like back in the day, the GM job was just one guy kind of watching guys play and figuring out who he was going to send in. Now there's, it's such a, you know, it's such an, um, like such a machine which you got the scouting and they got to talk to the analytics guys and then they got to come yep. in they got to meet yep. on it you know and then as a gm you have you just need people to feed you not just information but information that is palpable for you to take in and then information that you can make a decision on and that's got to be um even as a hockey guy man that's got to be hard to do yeah i think it's good to have a hockey minded like guy in charge right maybe hire a what do you, what's the guy from Moneyball? Uh, Billy Bean. Like a Billy Bean, like his assistant with just good numbers guy. And I'm sure it, it's like that now. Any like all the assistant GMs are probably good, you know, with all that stuff. They, they got to be, you know, good right hand men to these guys. So that's probably why yeah. uh, Kyle Davidson hired two other associate GMs well, to, to, yeah, to, to you, help out. You know, you, you need a guy to run the numbers. You need a good video coach. You need a good scout. You need you all need to be on the same page. And I think Dale Talon was the best, man. I yeah. think Dale brought in the right player. Dale was a former scout himself. Right. So he he knew what was going on. And 
I think that's what made him a great GM in right. both teams. Florida, he did a great job, and the Blackhawks, he did a great job. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Do you got anything else? No. Let's go Lightning. <laughs> Lightning, and uh, we got the Colorado. Looks like they're going to – they could possibly – go up and uh, finish this off by next Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, so I think, I think they could. We'll keep everybody posted. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're very, very appreciative, and we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.